0: Hey guys! I have to tell you about this all in one shake that I'm freaking loving. It's called Kachava. I love saying it. It's actually hands down the best thing that I've found to help me get all my essential nutrients into one day. Kachava is the all in one superfood shake made up of high quality plant based nutrients. It's got greens, superfruits, plant proteins, antioxidants, adaptogens, probiotics. In other words, literally everything that your body craves to feel your best. And I know what you're thinking, something that good for me cannot possibly taste good. Mm, wrong. That's where Kachava really earns their over 52,000 five-star reviews. It actually tastes freaking amazing. It's very creamy and smooth, and it comes together with just water. And it comes in five delicious flavors. Personally, vanilla and chai are my personal favorites, but it also comes in chocolate, matcha, and coconut acai, which I still need to try. Some people like to drink it as part of a healthy breakfast or lunch, and other people love it as a protein packed snack before or after a workout. It's really perfect for that because it has 25 grams of plant protein per serving. Personally, I like to add mine to my overnight oats. I add a scoop and I mix it all up to get a little more protein into my oats. And literally, I can have that for breakfast and feel satiated, nourished, beautiful, functioning all throughout my day. It's incredible. Please send me more of it because I love it so much. It makes me feel very, very good. And guess what, guys? Kachava is offering our listeners 10% off for a limited time. Just go to kachava.com slash morbid spelled K-A-C-H-A-V-A and get 10% off your first order. That's K-A-C-H-A-V-A.com slash morbid. Hey, weirdos, I'm Ash. And I'm Elena. And this is
1: Morbid. So Morbid.
0: It's my New Year's resolution not to sing in the intros anymore because it's really funny. I don't listen to Morbid because I don't like my own voice. I like yours. <laughs> You're like, I don't listen to Morbid. <laughs> I don't even listen to Morbid. What the fuck is that? No, but uh, I don't like my own voice. But I was listening to this uh, like Serious this morning and on Alt Nation, there's this one DJ that sings all the time and I hate, I hate that. her. I hate her so much. And like, I feel bad because I'm like, but wait. I am her. Like, oh, God. I am the, I am the I pot. I am the thing I hate. And I'm calling the kettle black. So, you know what, weirdos? Some of you liked it, but I decided not to you anymore. You just feel... You feel some type of way about it? Yeah. I can't hate Alt Nation doing that when...
1: It's, I mean, it's true, I guess. When I'm doing the same thing. You do you. Whatever you feel is right.
0: Thank you. I'll support you. Thank you so much.
1: <laughs> so, what's up, dude?
0: Oh, man. A
1: lot. So, what are we, seven days in? And, uh, you know, we've had to... That we have that little sign-up that says, like, we've gone this many days without incident. And then yeah. it's like, yeah. we had the six. And then we just... Ra- just erase it, Just erase that. And we rate a zero. Good and thing now it's a dry erase board. We'll just start all over. So everybody...
0: Yay. Yeah. Day one yeah. of January. <laughs> Let's okay. Give it a try. Let's try that again. <laughs> Let's try twenty twenty one real quick. Some DJ again. in like an alternate universe was like <laughs> was at record like, scratch. Literally. Like, and we're back. Okay.
1: So twenty twenty one. But what's exciting and something you can look forward to is in February, uh, for Valentine's Day,
0: maybe we have we'd... like a little fun thing
1: planned yeah. for you.
0: Maybe we wanna check you out and maybe maybe we want to check you out
1: love you maybe we want to throw a little little anatomical heart at you uh,
0: see <laughs> oh my god that's where we differ again here here i am to say where we differ here I you am. were thinking throwing anatomical hearts i was thinking about throwing those little sweetie hearts there you go <laughs> which are i'm sorry if this is an unpopular opinion i don't think it is but actually i'm not sorry fuck that Those are disgusting. Oh, no, they definitely are. The sweethearts, they're disgusting. If I wanted to eat Tums, I would eat Tums. Yeah, they're terrible. Put messages on my Tums instead. Terrible. Yeah.
1: And most of them are that hard, like crack your teeth kind of hard and it's like every
0: batch of those was made in 1493 (laughs) and we're still selling them like they're brand new i love it i'm like these are expired they are older than america
1: (laughs) literally literally. yeah they're disgusting don't ever do that to anyone
0: you love like check Uh. your next heart it probably says like yield sweetheart yield sweetheart oh my fair lady someday i hope to
1: see your ankle (laughs) (laughs) that's like the spicy one the thought of your ankle makes me go ooh. slide that over to someone and just like uh yeah so we we don't want to tell you exactly what it is yet but don't worry you'll find out soon yeah but look forward to that because it's exciting and yay valentine's day is weird and it's creepy so let's make it weird and creepy hell yeah uh and i'm trying to oh We also will have, um, you'll be seeing some random little episodes pop up on our feed every now and then, and we're going to start kind of having little chats with the other hosts on our network, Mm -hmm. um, and kind of giving you little snippets of their episodes, um, just so you guys can get to know them and see if there's something you want to check out, because I know sometimes people are like, I don't want to start a whole new podcast without knowing what I'm getting into, so we're doing the work for you. We're going to be like, here, look here's a wonderful person that we talked to. Do you want to go listen to their podcast? And I think we're
0: kicking uh, off. I think we're here. We're kicking off. I'm actually like shit faced right now. <laughs> no. We're kicking it off with Rachel O'Brien. Rachel from O'Brien. Seven Deadly Sinners.
1: Yeah. So I think, and I think that's a podcast that a lot of you will love. So we figured we'd have a little chat
0: with Rachel so you could get to know her, see if you vibe with her. She's going to tell us about then, one of her upcoming episodes yeah. that you guys will dig. And that'll be basically how we do it with everybody.
1: Yeah. So it'll just be an extra episode that you can, you know, choose to listen to or not. It's totally up to
0: you, obviously. It's like dipping your toe into another podcast that we love and hold near and dear to our heart.
1: Part of our family, because these are all our family. La Familia. La Familia. So uh yeah so look out for that we just thought that would be fun to do and besides that i don't what oh yeah besides that i do like besides that we got nothing besides that
0: that's it no this is like a stupid announcement but if i see one more tweet yelling at me that i told you the wrong tiktok name i'm sorry okay oh yeah i I announced it and i said my tiktok name was ashley kelly but then i was able to change it so it's ashkel 83 i love that you changed it right after telling everybody yeah, it's who I am. I'm chaotic. A-S-H-K-E-L-L-83. But people got so much. I don't blame you. I'd be like, really, Ash? I was
1: going to say. But
0: uh, you are chaotic. I love it. I'm so chaotic.
1: Uh, and also, oh, quick little, uh, <laughs> now <laughs> that I thought about it, from the Oklahoma Girl Scout um, murders episodes. You mispronounced that something else? I didn't mispronounce. I don't get a fuck what I mispronounced. <laughs> so that, uh, that I will never go back to. But I did one thing I misspoke about, and I was like, ooh, that's dumb. So O <laughs> negative blood is like super rare, but O blood is not. Is one of the most common bloods. Mm. So I misspoke when I said that. What I meant was O negative, and I also meant that O is one of the most coveted kind of bloods because universal donors, universal taker kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I meant it was like highly coveted because they don't could get a lot of it when they, for, for like blood donations, but I misspoke. I said, I made it seem like I was like, oh, O is one of the rarest blood types. But it's O negative So O negative specifically is very rare, but O is very, is very common. So... I just wanted to clear that up. That I know that I got confused
0: too. I should have said something on the air. On the air, I, the like, air. I should have the called air.
1: your ass out. I know because I misspoke. I didn't. That's not what I meant. So I I didn't say it
0: clearly. I mean, at when all. you talk for like an hour and a half, and uh, yeah, honestly, like some of it gets like cut down. So like when we talk for two hours, yeah, sometimes we're gonna misspike. So
1: but that's Rush one of those Misspike. <laughs> we're gonna misspike. So <laughs> well, we've only been talking for six minutes now, and I've already misspoke. So I did too, like but eight times. I just wanted to clear that that one up because I don't want anyone thinking that I don't understand blood types because there She's was literally you know, a scientist but like I I definitely said it wrong so I just wanted to clear that up so thank you to everybody that was like hey you said this and I was like oh shit oh dang <laughs> so oh, dang. thanks oh dang
0: well should we get into last cast let's get into last cast okay so <laughs> In between people yelling at me, which is totally like I know you weren't actually yelling at me, I'm kidding. But everybody also was tweeting at us and being like, Oh my god, you have to cover co- oh my god, cover the Susan Wright case, the blue-eyed butcher. Yes. She just got out of jail. And do you know what my favorite thing is? I when I saw that she got out of jail, I was like, Oh, we have to cover that. Like just happened. Like, yeah, it's just can fun. totally get into that. And then I love seeing people requesting it after I've already finished it. oh and I being love like, when that happens. Oh,
1: like, you're gonna be so excited. Yes, I do the same thing whenever. I'll see it like I was, uh, like I saw an Oklahoma Girl Scout murder somebody was like I'd really love I know you don't like to do kids cases and like this is a long shot right but like can you cover it and I had already finished all my research and we had yes. already done like and I was like yes we
0: can you're like, like, going to love this I was so excited I know I was super stoked so yeah I decided to do the uh my episode on Susan Wright so Susan." she's wild, all right? She's, she's chaotic. This is also a very controversial case, and I have some opinions, and I feel like I'm at the point where I'm just going to say what they are because I really don't care. Oh, let it. 2021 is the the, is the time where
1: yeah, we don't give a fuck Twenty twenty one comes to
0: opinions. I'm just feeling groovy.
1: Yeah, yeah be, get groovy or get out. That's what I say. Oh my god, groovy or bust, baby. Gro- groovy or leave. And it's just, you know what, when it comes to opinions... We're gonna say it. Yeah. You don't have to agree.
0: Yeah, opinions just, are like assholes. Everybody everybody's has one. Got them, yeah, so use them. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, it's what makes the difference. Makes the world go round. Yeah, and I think
1: we've had a lot of feedback from you guys, and I think a lot of you have said like, I want to hear your opinions. That's like why that's I'll why I listen. I listen to the podcast to hear like what you have to say, not what you think everybody
0: else wants to hear say. So. Here it is. So, yeah, what I'll do is I'll go through, like, the whole case and maybe, like, poop my opinion in there somewhere. And then at the end, we'll really talk about what we think happened. Cool. Okay, so Susan Wright was born on April 24th in 1976. Her parents were Jimmy Lawrence Weiss and Susan Wella. So, throughout her life, into her teens and 20s, she was, like, a very passive, timid kind of girl, and she really just wanted to make people around her happy. People-pleaser. Same.
1: And, (laughs) you know, she
0: had boyfriends throughout high school, but she really would kind of mold herself into whatever version, like, they wanted to Uh. see of her, which, like... Same. <laughs> so I, I resonated with that. I
1: was gonna say.
0: Not to the extent that Susan brought it say, to, yeah, but like not... I would be like, Oh my god, I I'm so emo. Like <laughs> look at my hot topic extension. And then I'd be like, Yeah, I love rap music, which I do I do. <laughs> but like I would get like really like heavy like, into yeah, it and like, just like lie and yeah. be like, Yeah, I love that artist. I'd be like, Yeah. Or like even <laughs> Annie, when we first started dating, one night she was watching Grease and I was like, Oh my god, I love Grease. I'm watching it right now too like Grease is a great movie but like I definitely wasn't watching it and you're like I'm obsessed with it I was that bitch Danny Zuko forever like literally I didn't even know his last name (laughs) like pink lady cool so I love it but I didn't take it to the extent that but you get but you feel her on some level relatable sister weirdos. We cover some spooky stories, but truly nothing is scarier than the thought of hens being trapped in their cages. That like really upsets me to my core. But at Happy Egg, all of their hens roam on eight or more acres of land, leaving no mystery to why their eggs are the best. They're cared for by small family farmers and they live their best hen lives day in and day out. You go, Hennifer. Aside from their hens roaming across eight plus acres of farmland, they have plenty of access to fresh water and nutritious feed. I love that. This goes above traditional free-range farming, but it's what they believe is better for their birds overall. And all of this results in eggs with the most plump, delicious, sexy orange yolks that are full of flavors. I am personally so obsessed with Happy Egg that last Sunday I used my last Happy Egg and I almost started to cry. And then I scoured the internet for the closest Happy Egg near me and it was 30 minutes away. And I genuinely planned to convince Drew to drive all the way out there and get them with me, but I couldn't. And that's why I need Happy Eggs to please send me a carton of eggs every week. I love you. Thank you so much. So next time you're at the store though, look for the yellow carton. Choose Happy. Visit happyegg.com slash morbid to find a store near you. So one of her boyfriends suggested, you know, Susan, you might have gained some, some weight, which oh, I would have oh. said. I would have been like, okay, bye. Anytime a significant other
1: suggests that you might have gained some weight, you should suggest that they go find someone else elsewhere.
0: Yes, exactly. If you want somebody else, find her somewhere else. I would like to suggest you go fuck yourself, sir. <laughs> exactly. Well, Susan was like, oh, no. So she went on a crash crash diet and she lost close to 20 pounds. And she was, I mean, already, like, if you see her, she's like a pretty petite woman. Yeah. I was like, oh, damn. Like, oh, dang. Just lost 20 pounds willy nilly. Yeah. And like a crash diet. What did you do? Not good. No. (laughs) No. I'm kidding. Crash diets are bad. And I know it's nothing. I drink Daily Harvest. Okay. So (laughs) another one of her boyfriends suggested that she become a topless dancer, which I don't really know why he like requested that. I think whatever but she was a lot of unsolicited suggestions (laughs) she's getting they truly are but then if you think about the people that she probably surrounded herself with you're like yeah it makes sense I've just never had suggestions even close to that no no me either but she she was like okay so she did that (laughs) for a few months but she was like she kind of had this like come to moment where she was like i don't want to do this like i I think topless dancing, like live your best life, if that's what you want to do, go oh, ahead. Oh, dude, if I if I in another life, if I had the rack to do that, hell I yeah. say I I do have power, the rack power to do you. that. If I had like the bod bod to do that, I would have raked in some power cash in my early twenties. To you, hell yeah! But, sh- but, but for like, Susan, it was against what she stood for. She's she seems to be like a pretty religious woman, so yeah. for her, it was just against her religious views, and she was pushed into it. She didn't decide. Yeah, it's not what she know? wanted to actually yeah. do. So she actually stayed at the club for a little. A bit and waitressed instead and then she kind of moved on and just had waitressing jobs so in 1997 she met jeff wright one night while she was waitressing in galveston texas and um remember when we did the case from there that was crazy the galveston, oh, the galveston 11. 11 yes so nuts uh ed bell I think his name Mm -hmm. is. So anyways, that's not about this. But (laughs) she met him in Galveston and I was like, oh. And they really hit it off when they met each other and they began dating pretty quickly. I think Susan kind of seems to be somebody that like needed a boyfriend. Yeah,
1: I was immediately I got the sense that she is one of those people that goes from relationship to relationship because she doesn't like being alone. Hi. And she needed... Me,
0: there's a reason you did this case. It's more than that. You just got out of jail. Yeah, exactly. I was like, "Wow, Susan." You're like, "Oh, hey, Susan." No, but when we get into it, I'm like, "Susan, we're not, we're not the same." You did, you diverge at some point. We diverged. Yeah. There's, so there's two, two
1: roads in the wood, and you go the other way. Yeah. Like two, two roads. Diver- she went the road less traveled. What <laughs> is it? Two roads diverged in a yellow yeah, wood. Yeah, yeah. I took the road less, less traveled. traveled.
0: I was going to say diverse. But not you. She took the road less traveled. <laughs> she certainly did. So, you know, they hit it off, whatever. They start dating. But things weren't really like a fairy tale. Like, no. I think a lot of times I saw a couple documentaries on this and it was like, they hit it off and they loved each other and it was so great for a little while. But it doesn't really sound like it was that great from the start. Because Susan later revealed that Jeff would have her hand over her paychecks to him, like pretty much right off the bat. Okay. That's so That's a red flag. That's pretty controlling. Yeah. I would be like, uh, did you waitress tonight? Or yeah, no. Did I? do your feet really hurt? Or do what, mine? What you going to do with that? Do I smell like ketchup or do you? Are you buying groceries? Yeah. What, like, fuck, fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, also, he allegedly only let her go anywhere other than work for like an hour and a half at a time. Yeah, no, that's not good. So, if somebody said that, I'd be like... Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. And I wish you could see me right now because I'm literally just throwing both my little yeah, fingers up in ding, the air. Ding, 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 Like, no. Go fuck yourself. This he, is a class of, it's
1: classic, like, abuse shit. Yeah. Like, like the big charmer. I'm in charge of Romeo, you. And mm-hmm. then immediately falls into, like, okay, now I own you. Exactly.
0: She also, like, went to him and wanted to take classes at a community college and he was, like no like the only reason that you want to do that is so that you can like flirt with other guys oh my gosh she was like i'd actually just like to advance my education but okay i actually just have a thirst for knowledge but yeah. okay and he was like well you're gonna cheat on me because yeah. she was really pretty too so i think and i'm not like oh don't put your own fucking insecurities on other people yeah he wasn't really much to look at, but <laughs> so early on in the relationship susan found out that she was pregnant with a son oh so she and jeff decided to get married they got married while she was eight and a half months pregnant. Damn. Which I was like, whoa. Like, that's that's a lot. It is. Like, live your best life, but wow. And uh, they had a son named Bradley, and he is the cutest little freaking nugget. Oh. I love him. I love him. I love him so much. Everyone knew who knew Susan knew that she was gonna be a really good mom. Like nobody was worried about her. And Jeff, like before, obviously he has very controlling behavior. But he liked to really party before. He dabbled in drugs like cocaine when he was a bachelor. Damn. So people were like a little nervous at first. But it seemed like when they got married and they had Bradley, he kind of changed and became. Well, that's good. Kind of like a family man. Yeah. So people were like, he seemed like a great dad. He seemed like a great husband. Like, everything seemed to be going really well once they had Bradley. Yeah. I don't know if it really was, though. Uh Uh-oh. I don't know what all these weird voices that I'm doing are, but... It's kind of fun. But... Those close those close to Susan were like, "Uh, I kind of feel like I see a big change in Jeff too, and like it's not really a great one." And it was clear to Susan too that pretty early on Jeff started using drugs again. Ah, uh, she thought so at least, and a couple people close to her did. You have a baby. She said that he would come home immediately and go out and smoke weed, which obviously that's one thing. But then that changed, and she found out that he was back on coke. Oh, and she was not happy, or she no. suspected that he was back on coke now he would come home super angry and sh- susan said that he would call her a fat ass he would tell her she gained too much weight when she was pregnant Oh my god. he'd call her like a stupid bitch he apparently like forbid her from taking anti antidepress- antidepressants that she had been uh prescribed because she was suffering postpartum after having bradley oh wow and he was like no like you don't need those <gasps> like you're he was like your job is to take care of bradley like it's not rocket science oh my god i'm gonna take a bath to his head. Well, don't worry. Susan does that for you. That's fucking ridiculous. He was like, all you need to do is stay home with a baby. Like, why
1: are you depressed? And also, no man has any right to comment on anything that has to do with pregnancy or your no. body during pregnancy. Nope. If some guy does, you tell them to literally go fuck themselves
0: into the stratosphere. Yeah. And while you're there, rub my feet. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and just, again, this is all what Susan's saying. So we don't know if all of this is completely true, but like, it kind of sounds like I might it <laughs> So it wasn't long before the emotional and mental violence turned into physical violence. Violence, obviously. Mm-hmm. So Susan would visit with her friends and she'd explain away a black eye and be like, oh, Bradley was playing with a toy and he threw it and it hit me. Like, that's why my eye yeah. is black. Or she would go see her mom and her mom would like give her a hug and she would wince and her mom would be like, what's wrong? And eventually she showed her mom her back like covered in bruises. Oh my God. Then there was another occasion where she told her sister that Jeff threw her through a wall And her sister, Cindy, saw the hole in the wall and was like, it was literally the size of Susan. Like, it was very evident that her body had been shoved into the wall, like, thrown into the wall. But that's cool. Like, not at all. Then they decided or somehow got pregnant again and they are having another child while all of this is going on. Guys, come on. Like, Susan is telling, like, her friends and family, like, at first she would cover it up, but then eventually she's like, he would just hit me until he wasn't angry anymore. Oh, my God. And then you're having a kid with him again? stop. So they became pregnant in 2002 with a daughter this time named Kaylee. Susan experienced postpartum again, and it really pissed Jeff off that this was happening a second time. Oh, yeah. So annoying for him. I know. Well, the new baby didn't give him, like, any soft side whatsoever. You would think having a baby in general would, but especially I feel like when guys have daughters, it kind of softens them sometimes. Yeah, it's just, I, it's, blowing my mind that it doesn't if it doesn't change you
1: something's wrong with you
0: well it definitely didn't change jeff because all, susan later said as well that before she had kaylee she was pregnant before and she lost the baby because jeff kicked her super hard <gasps> in the stomach
1: oh my god so she
0: had a miscarriage because he literally he killed the baby holy by shit beating her And then then she had Kaylee, but nothing changed. Wow. So her sister, Cindy, was like, this is way too much. I love you. I love my niece and nephew. You need to get out of there. Yeah. And it it was probably after like an incident of something happening. So she told her sister, pack up all your stuff. I'm going to rent you a U-Haul. You're going to stay with me for a little bit while we figure out what the next step is. Was he hurting the kids? I couldn't find any evidence of hurting the kids except for one incident that I'll talk about that actually was the catalyst to the end of Jeff's life. Okay. All right. So she moves in with the sister literally for like a night and Mm -hmm. Jeff came home to the empty house and immediately lost his fucking mind, called her and was like, there will be a moving truck there tomorrow morning. You are to move back here or like shit will get real for you like, you bring my kids home to me, you live with me. Wow. Yeah. So, Susan told Cindy that she was too scared not to. She was like, I don't know what's going to happen if I don't go back, so maybe I should just go back. And Cindy was like, uh, no. like (laughs) Not good. Don't do that. And she was like, he could kill me if I don't go back. He could kill you if you go back. (laughs) Definitely. But I think she was more worried about not going back, which I I understand. In an an abusive relationship, you're not thinking straight. You're just thinking of... Well, neither way is a good option. Well, that's the thing. There's really no good option here. You're just trying to think, like, what am I going to do to get through the next hour? Maybe I'll try to appease them. Right. So everything clearly is boiling up. And by January, Susan was a shell of herself on new year's day that year her husband said to her according to her happy new year bitch this will be the last one what so like new year's day happy new year bitch this is your last year like i'm gonna fucking kill you that's so bizarre Imagine waking up. You're like make. I can. I'm just picturing them like in the kitchen making their coffee for some reason, and that's, that's what he says thing. to her. Like, I'm gonna be honest. That almost sounds a little far fetched. <laughs> yeah. Like, but that then one, you think I'm of like, it. He's a drug addict.
1: That's, that's true. true. It's just that's almost like, like theatrical. It though. is like, theatrical. It's a, that's a very weird thing to say. Like, first, just be <laughs> happy New Year's, bitch. Right.
0: Like, this will be your last one. It's like what? It's, it's a little much. <laughs> I do agree with you. you. I think. I'm sure things were going on, but I'm also yeah. sure that things were embellished because of what happened. She needed to make it okay. In For her mind. sure, I think there's a lot of things that we're
1: you're just gonna have to listen to, and, one side and right, just pick and
0: choose what you believe and what you don't. Right, because unfortunately, we don't really have another we don't side. have another side. Yeah. We do have Jeff's dad, who will uh, we'll talk about like briefly later. Who and we'll get into that when we get there. Yeah. So two weeks later after that, it was it's January 13th, it's 2003, and Jeff comes home from a boxing lesson, because he liked to do boxing. Oh, that's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> and he told Susan, I want to bro- box with Bradley, go get him. And she's like, I don't really want you to box with our, like, I think he was like four or something. I was just like, going to say, yeah, how four, old was he? Four years old. And he's like, she's like, no, like, I don't know, like, no. And he's like, go get him. So she's like, i guess she didn't know what to do and hoped that this was going to be like kind of him teaching him fun father-son thing it wasn't oh my god am i gonna like get upset yeah uh trigger warning if you're a parent or somebody that's really close to kids because it's not it's it's sad so bradley didn't she goes to get bradley bradley comes and he's like i don't really want to like i don't want to box with dad because he's probably fucking terrified of his dad he's fucking four Exactly. So he says he doesn't want to. And Jeff was like, oh, don't be a sissy. Like, it's like, let's box. So, what a toxically masculine thing to say, like, gross. Exactly. So he starts boxing with him. With this four year old. And I guess he hit him in the cheek really hard and, like, knocked him over. Oh, my God. And Bradley, when Bradley didn't get back up, he said, he called him like a little girl or something. Wow, I would I would lose it exactly. So Susan, like I like we've clearly noticed, usually doesn't say anything against her husband. She just kind of lets yeah it go because she's scared of him. She doesn't she doesn't want him to hurt her even further. But that's her child. So the mama bear in her was like, you hit him like why did you hit him like you can't do that like you did that way too hard like he's a baby he's a baby and she's like i'm gonna leave again if you don't cut this shit out like it's one i don't know if she said this but like it's one thing she probably felt like it was one thing for it to happen to her but a different thing completely to happen oh 100 so she was like you need to get help and i'm gonna leave if you don't so he did not want to hear that and he apparently held her up against the wall and told her that she didn't have the right to tell him what to do wow yeah, and he and this said is in front
1: of their child.
0: I don't know if Bradley like ran off. I have no idea, but she he also said that he wasn't going to listen to her fucking ultimatums. Wow. Yeah. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking what's your secret. So, she said that night he also raped her later and that it wasn't the first time that that happened, but he was angry, so he raped her that night. Jesus. So, after that, they went to sleep next to each other that night, but at some point, this is when, this is when she starts to talk to the police later on. She says at some point, she woke up and Jeff was leaning over her holding a knife, and this is where we get, like, a little, like, theatrical again. She says that he whispered, die, bitch, in her ear. Okay. Which definitely is a little theatrical, but also... is, but who, I mean... I don't know. People, people are fucking people crazy. do worse things. So we, it's like... I mean, last week we saw somebody write in a cave, I am the killer, bye-bye fools. I'm the real killer, bye-bye fools. So, like, so I like, don't know. That, if I heard that, I'd
1: be like, that's ridiculous. Right. But, but you, you never know. So you
0: never know. So Susan said that after this, she need him in mm. the groin area, and she was able to take the knife from him at that point. Then she overtook him and stabbed him to death. Now, Ooh. she later said that she stabbed him in the head, neck, chest, stomach, legs, feet, and penis. Wow. She said that she was stabbing his legs for all the times that he'd kicked her. She stabbed his penis, quote, for all the times he made me have sex and I didn't want to. And she also said, I couldn't stop ha- stabbing him. I couldn't stop. I knew as soon as I stopped, he was going to get the knife back and he was going to kill me. I didn't want to die. Wow. Yeah. So. That is heavy and to hear her say like this i stabbed, I stabbed him here him for and, this yeah and here for this it's like to me that does sound like somebody that was just beaten to like pass the and point pe- of yeah even i don't even know like logical a, reasoning right it's- so she just i
1: think she snapped that's definitely a case of snapped. And d- knowing that, like, her family members were like, oh, no, we saw, like, the right. bruises. We her saw and her, her sister, like, and her friends being abused. We saw this happening. And, like, Bradley, at four years old, you remember, you can, I'm sure he remembers, like, getting hit in the face by his father. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that. And it's like, I do, and it's, well, and it's just like, I, obviously, I would never condone killing someone ever. No, no. But if someone hit my child. Yeah. I can understand snapping. Snapping. There's something again, within you. Again, I'm not you. condoning
0: murder by no. any stretch of the imagination, so... Well, and we'll see that this wasn't a usual case of self-defense. Yeah. Because there are a lot of questionable decisions made after the murder, a lot of decisions that would make it really hard for a jury to believe that this, like I said, was a usual case of self-defense. Yeah, because right
1: to here, you're like, okay. You're like, like okay. Let's, like, again, not condoning it, but... Some part
0: of my brain can understand snapping at Mm -hmm. some point. So now we're going to get into the facts of what 100% happened. Oh, good. Okay. So the night Susan killed her husband, the police were never called. So immediately that kind of like takes your claim of self-defense and like puts a little damper on it. Puts a little pin in it. She did not turn herself in that night. Instead, she tied Jeff's body to a dolly and wheeled him outside to bury him in the backyard.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, <laughs> She put his body in a hole that he had actually dug himself for like a fountain, like they were going to put a fountain in the backyard. Oh. So she buried him there. Later, she purchased potting soil and buried him underneath that. Uh, she emptied their joint bank account. And according to Jeff's father, Ron, she changed the answering machine message so that Jeff's voice was not on it anymore.
1: Oh, yeah. OK, now it's getting bad, Susan. Uh-huh. Now it's getting premeditated and uh-huh, uh-huh. and not
0: self defense at all. No. So Jeff's family and his work start calling because he wasn't really one to miss work or not talk to his family. So they're like, hey, like, where's Jeff? And Susan told them that they had gotten into a fight. He attacked her and he left and she didn't know where he was, which is not uh, oh. the truth. He's in your backyard. You put him there and you know it. Then she went about cleaning up the scene uh after dropping she dropped her kids off with her sister at least she painted the walls like she cleaned up some of the blood spatter and now, did, painted the walls has she said anything about like the the children saw later anything like were they privy to any mm-hmm. okay okay so she painted the walls she dragged the bed frame and the mattress out into the backyard And just left them there, which was really something. Okay. She cut up some of the carpet in their bedroom, where I'm assuming, like, a lot of blood spilled. Wow. And she... This is really, like, hook, line, and sinker that she really just fucked herself, because she filed a... She had never done this before. She filed a domestic abuse report against Jeff knowing full well that he was already dead
1: okay sorry yeah no no mm-hmm. yep. no all nope. right
0: wow you really set that one up in a way to... <laughs> i know i wanted to do it on purpose <laughs> that was
1: really good because i was like i'm fucking reading i know i wanted
0: everybody <laughs> but to be right like now, on like, her side and then be like wait oh, a second
1: wait a second yes yeah. so of course yeah. i'm not negating any like the facts that like she no, showed up on Black guys and shit but like
0: yeah. she could have gone this... about it differently and i think she, you know i'm I'm not giving her any credit, but I think she realizes now that she probably should have done this differently. This
1: is definitely a woman who has watched a lot of Snapped. Uh, yes. And mm-hmm. like, you know, Dateline. I'm surprised my mom didn't files. do this shit. <laughs> that lady
0: loved Snapped, and then she did Snap. <laughs> <laughs> so no, just not in this way. No, well, not yet. So it wasn't until five days later on January 18th. That Susan called her attorney and told him what happened. Her attorney was Neil Davis. So he came out to the house and Susan told him that she stabbed Jeff. And Neil was like, okay, so I'm a lawyer and I work for um, law. So I have to report this. (laughs) I work for um, law. (laughs) So he called the DA and reported the body in the backyard. Good, Good on him. Yeah, but Susan was like, I'm not talking. Now, I am so confused about how... Like, you have a body buried in your backyard. Like, girl. You gotta talk now. I don't understand how this happened, and, like, I Google searched a million times. I went to, like, page 10 on Google. So, he reports the body on January 18th. She doesn't turn herself in until, uh, fucking January 24th. So, I'm like, but they know that you murdered somebody, and they, like, they're not coming to arrest you?
1: Well maybe it's because they didn't have any other evidence besides her like that one
0: thing. She has a body in her backyard. But how do they know that? Cuz he reported it. Like the, Neil Davis was like, "Yeah, she like I'm here, there's a body in the backyard." But like maybe I don't know,
1: maybe it had to do with warrants and Maybe. Isn't that crazy though? It's I mean the
0: whole process is crazy.
1: Like, wouldn't you think she'd be a flight risk? You would think that they would just immediately come do
0: it. But, but maybe they were like, oh, Susan Wright, she's not going to go anywhere. Yeah, she's not going to go anywhere. Well, and I like guess she, if you think of it she, like she had kids and stuff. Yeah,
1: and you hear of these cases where it's like you know, right. but like they can't do anything about it. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's like a smoking gun and they can't I do
0: anything about it. It's kind of like it's a... It's bizarre. It's a bit reminiscent of the Betty Broderick case where you're like... Why didn't police yeah. intervene a lot earlier, like when she um drove her car into his yeah, house? Yeah, exactly. So it's those things you're just like, yep. Yeah, he, like shit know. goes down. That's wild. So, she turned herself in like I said on January 24th and her trial started exactly 13 months later on February 24th. So, like a year and a month later. Okay. Now, like I said, a lot of decisions that Susan made in the days after the murder and the whole story of how the murder played out was really questionable to the jury. Yeah, the the
1: bank account thing really
0: sticks with me. The bank account. There is and no reason to empty your bank account. That is huge and it's a seems little, but it's not the answering machine. Just fully getting rid of him. That is...
1: That's just so specific mm-hmm. and niche and weird yeah. to do after. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. as, even if you were trying to cover it up and like pretend it was like, why would you do that? That doesn't...
0: Well, because if you were trying to cover it up, I feel yeah. like that would be the main thing that you wouldn't do. Exactly. That and leave that shit the bank on account. there. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't know what happened. Very bizarre. That's weird. Well, she did not lock out with a prosecutor because... I Have you ever heard of Kelly Siegel? Uh, it sounds familiar. She is wild... She is cutthroat. She will probably, (laughs) like, I don't think she'd punch you in the face, but, like, I'd be careful. She is cutthroat? She's kind of a bad bitch alert. Wow. So, Kelly Siegel was the prosecutor for Susan's case, and I bet Susan probably shat herself when she heard that. And Kelly was ready to drive the point home that Susan did this in cold blood, and she seduced Jeff that night, and it was all premeditated. Like, she knew what she was doing that night. She said that Susan's plan was to kill him so that she could benefit from his life insurance policy, which at the time was $200,000. Okay. So that's a... That's a significant... amount a lot of, yeah. of money. And she said that she was angry with him about his drug use and that he had cheated on her and given her herpes. Oh. So that is something to be pretty angry about. Yeah. If your husband gives you herpes, you might be a little mad. Yeah. Now, Kelly Siegel made a lot of arguments against Susan to make her case, and she was really ruthless during her cross-examinations. Like, if you see her, you can watch the trial on, like, YouTube or any documentary. She, like, slams down on the table while she's talking about it. I love when they get crazy. She did something wild that, like, really nobody had ever, like, done before, and we'll get into it later, but whoa, she's wild. (laughs) But Whoa. So she argued, quote, for her to claim self-defense and say she got the knife away from a man who outweighed her by a hundred pounds is ridiculous. And then she went on to say, quote, she wasn't a battered wife. We never found any evidence of it. It was all part of an elaborate seduction scene. So I understand that she's the prosecutor and she needs to make her arguments. Of course. Totally. It's also two thousand four at this point so it's like okay we're still in the early aughts we so don't understand like, yeah, domestic right. abuse fully because it's like yeah just because it's not reported doesn't mean it's not happening in yeah. fact that kind of leads you to believe that maybe it is yeah, happening exactly and somebody's in fear for more their times life. than not exactly but okay kelly now this is what we're going to talk about that like really had not been seen before in a courtroom uh she had the bed along with the bloody mattress brought into the courtroom to reenact the murder. You know that meme with the guy that's, like, just blinking? like Literally, like, oh, oh, oh. He kind of looks like oh, a knockoff Jim oh, from the office. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, she... That, imagine being in that, like, one of the jurors, or in that courtroom, and you're like, oh. Okay, so it gets... Okay. It gets brought in, and you're like, oh, okay, and then Kelly Siegel has one of her colleagues tied to the bed and she straight up straddles him like Susan uh, Wright would have What? and just starts showing the jury what it would have looked like the night that Susan murdered her husband. Which I'm laughing because I'm uncomfortable, FYI. Oh, we're laughing because she
1: straddled somebody on a
0: murder bed in front of an entire court. that like, the that's poor guy that had to lay on top of a bloody, a bloody, like a blood-stained mattress. This doesn't have a few dabs of blood because I'm going to tell you how many times this man was stabbed. Wow. Jeff's autopsy that's a bold move. showed that he had been stabbed. Now, I'd like you to take a, a deep breath. If you know this case, you know, but... A hundred and ninety-three times. Again, for the people in the back. Susan Wright stabbed her husband, quote-unquote, in self-defense, a hundred and ninety-three times. Yes, I pronounced that T because I'm really trying to drive that point home. That's a lot. Again, a hundred
1: and ninety-three. <laughs> I I feel like you're about a hundred and ninety stabs. Far from (laughs) self-defense, I feel. I I would say so. That's being generous. I would say so.
0: Have you heard you can listen to your favorite gripping investigations ad-free? Good news.
1: With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to Amazon.com slash ad free true crime. That's Amazon.com
0: slash ad free true crime to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Alright, so let's get into where lot. where those all were. Wow. He suffered forty-one of those stab wounds to the face. Oh, so there was no face nope. anymore. Nope. 23 to the neck. Oh, 46 to the chest, 22 oh. to the abdomen, seven to the pubic region, including a superficial cut to the penis, What? 19 to his legs, which I, for some reason getting stabbed in the leg like ooh. really fucks me up. I mean, getting stabbed in general does, but in the face it would too. Yeah, face. <laughs> but le- I feel like it's because your legs are like bonier. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 19 to the legs, 23 to his arms and hand and one to his back uh she had also i'm pretty sure she stabbed him in the eye Uh, well yeah i'm sure one of those what was it 40 to the face uh 41 excuse me i'm
1: sure one of those hit his eye
0: also it had it showed in the autopsy that the tip of a knife had broken in the top of his skull holy shit um no we get a little freaky with it candle wax was found on his thigh and his scrotum Oh. Mm-hmm. So that there seemed to be a little a little, freak, a little freaky bit going on. Uh it also showed that there was cocaine in Jeff's system when he died and the they figured that he had used at least 7 hours before he died. All right. So she wasn't lying that he was on cocaine. You know, that kind of, all those stabs
1: though, if she was just trying to kill him for his money, yeah. That's a lot, and it's like that is rage. No,
0: she. Da- I'm this sorry. This is pure
1: unadulterated rage. She was I'm not an abused woman. That you kill someone, but like no, and I'm not saying you do this. This is far beyond just trying to kill someone. This is
0: trying to absolutely destroy someone right like you want to with get... rage well i think she was so scared and i'm not condoning this I don't, I'm, not, I'm gonna stop saying that yeah i was obvious. gonna say we don't but, just keep saying it but i think that she was so scared that if she didn't get this done like quote unquote the right way he would come after her yeah like, i think stabbing him 193 times shows that she was fucking terrified that For if sure. she did not kill him He would kill her. Yeah. And she says that. Maybe it's a combo of like different things. I'm sure she
1: was angry. But there was, this isn't, I just want his money and he's not that great of a husband. This this is is not money fucking
0: raging. Mm Mm-hmm. And but who knows? Maybe it was like this. What happened with the kids? And you know, I mean, Kelly Siegler did make a good point. I would be fucking pissed if I got herpes from my spouse. Yeah, so I, I, that's a reason to be angry. That's true. You know, she she did make a good point, and she said he cheated on her like a lot. Yeah, so. and honestly,
1: some people people handle cheating different ways. We see. I mean, made her snap. You right. don't know.
0: And it's just it's. This this is just bonkers. That's a lot. It's nuts. It really is. Now, so like I said, he his toxicology reports the cocaine showed up, and um, it also showed that there was traces of alcohol and also GHB, the date rape drug. Oh, was in his system. Oh, which it doesn't come back where it's like they accuse her of putting it in there. It just like says that it's in his system. That's interesting. It I is. don't know enough about that drug to know. I don't either. Uh, it's. I think it can be I'm people will tell us it can be used as like obviously a sedative so yeah. he maybe used it to i don't know if he used it to sleep i don't know if people or just do that. to like chill out or like an anti-anxiety kind of thing yeah now susan's story was that excuse me kelly's story was that susan seduced her husband that night now she referenced the fact that susan had been a topless dancer in the past and so she probably knew how to tie someone up Which, like, that's a little far-fetched. Wow, okay. okay. And also, like, (laughs) Like, she was a topless dancer for a matter of months. Yeah, and it's like, you know, let's let's not use that against her. Yeah, like, that's not fair. I I literally wrote down, big assumption, but okay.
1: Uh,
0: She said Susan tied up her husband and then dripped the candle wax on him, kind of like, for him to believe that this was going to be some freaky kind of night.
1: Can I just, can I scoot in here really quick? No. Sorry, because I googled GHB because I just wanted to see. Uh, It can be used to enhance sex. Ah. So it seems like they were getting a little freaky freaky. Maybe he took that to we'll it's like
0: the whole Well, process. remember he raped her. Before. Yeah. Like she says he raped her before this. So maybe yeah. he took that to perform better. He either
1: did that or by the sounds of it, they were, I mean, he had candle wax dripped on him. That sounds like some like foreplay of some sort. It definitely does. And to me, if they're getting that like
0: freaky Going. and
1: into it, which like get it. Mm hmm. Then maybe he, he took that just to enhance the whole experience.
0: Maybe that's just something he did. Yeah. You know? I mean, to you me, know. that's
1: what it seems like more to me.
0: I could see that. But uh, she, uh, Susan has a story about the candle wax, like, because she says there was no seduction involved. There was no sex there before. I mean, my like
1: my opinion of this whole thing already is that She's she definitely gemstone. stabbed him while he was probably tied in, 100% in, a, in a vulnerable position. A hundred percent. You just can't overtake. Uh, he's a hundred percent. It doesn't make any sense. And if
0: you see her, you're like, she's a very, she's a small built woman. Yeah. So, I, I mean, women are strong. Like, Yeah, for sure. It just, it seems more likely that the candle was also
1: wax was part of like a whole, uh, it was supposed to be a, a night of... It, it's of,
0: like the movie know. that uh the Valentine's valentine valentine yeah yeah oh, valentine oh great movie so good watch that so i i think you're right i definitely think so yeah. now i lost my place <laughs> sorry but <laughs> i just okay. i figured instead of getting like a hundred thousand people yeah. telling us like you could have googled that i just yeah. figured i would googled it i did <laughs> google it and then i like didn't write down what happened no, I, I definitely think you have a good point there. I I definitely think that there was seduction involved. I think yeah. Kelly Siegler was like spot on with that. Yeah. Now, the other thing that's like like points to anger here and especially about sex and probably being raped is that every other wound on Jeff's body was a stab, but to the penis, it was it had superficial nicks and slices. Oh. Mhm, which we have seen that before. Yeah. With even women with their genitalia. That yep. is usually anger about some kind of that's like sexually motivated.
1: Yeah. And that could be one of the first ones she was doing, like to Well and that's what like Kelly Siegler said.
0: Kind of. That's exactly what Kelly Siegler yeah. said. She was like, You tortured him to death. Yeah. Wow. So when Kelly told Susan what she had done to the penis area, Susan sobbed on the stand saying she didn't just nick it. She said, He was gonna kill me, I couldn't stop. Susan also said that Jeff wasn't tied up. She was like, I didn't tie him up initially. She said when she started stabbing him that Bradley came to the door. So when you said, were they privy to this? Now, I don't know if the door was shut or if it was open. I don't know. But he came to the door and she said that she had to stop stabbing Jeff and that's when she tied him because she had to go put ba- put Bradley back to bed. Oh my God. Which it's like, Everybody pointed out in anything I watched or read, she's probably covered in blood at this point. Like, oh, she she's oh already started stabbing her husband and she stops. And that's another thing. She stops in the middle of this to and put her son again. back to bed. Not only starts again, Elena, she puts Bradley back to bed. And then I don't I don't know if the knife had already broken. And that's what we see <gasps> in the top of his skull. She stops in the kitchen and gets a new knife and Holy then returns back shit. and starts stabbing him again. Wow! Now her whole thing, like I'm gonna talk about later, is that she was in a fog when this happened, and it's like I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how foggy you were if yeah. you put your kid back to bed and then got a yeah, new knife this is, because this is taking a turn, you realize that ha- like half of it's broken off in his head, not half, but
1: you know what wow. I mean? Wow!
0: I don't think it makes a lot of spent uh, a lot of sense. So.
1: Wow. To be able
0: to walk your four-year-old back to bed and then continue? Wow. Well, and you know some, I mean, nobody knows how long it takes to put a four-year-old back to bed. It's not the same every time, but I can imagine it takes, I would say, close to 10 minutes. You definitely don't, I mean, rarely do you get to just put them back into
1: bed and be like, okay, good night, bye. Like, usually it's like, you got to give 100 kisses, you got to like can you sit with me? And This is what we'll do tomorrow. Night, and especially he might be like, mom, why are you covered in blood? And why were you killing dad? Like yeah. that might be a conversation that they had to have. So I feel like that might have been a little a while. A bit longer than a normal. And th- not th- at least when I put my four-year-old to bed. I think it was a little different. For sure. Probably, yeah. Probably a little bit. A little bit. Slightly yeah. different. Slightly different. And
0: then, so she does that. And like I said, she goes and gets a new knife. Like to have the wherewithal to do that, and that. And also it's like, if you were in a fog during the whole initial... Snap,
1: Mm -hmm. that should have broken the fog. Right. And then it should have been been like, and
0: then you should have been like, oh shit. And if you tied him up, you would call the police and be like, I stabbed my husband in self defense. I just tied him to the bed because, like, I'm scared. He's going to wake up and freak out. Please come help help me. So, yeah, that didn't happen like we know. Now, Kelly Siegel also stated it was like we're going to talk about. I talked about the fog. She said it was ridiculous to believe that Susan (laughs) was in a fog, like she said, because Susan claimed this fog went on for like days after the murder. That's why she didn't turn herself in. It's like the mist. No, oh, it (laughs) is. Kelly was like, like I said, how did she have the wherewithal to take care of the kids, clean up the crime scene, empty the bank account, change the answering machine, and file a domestic abuse report, knowing full well that her husband was dead? Yeah, that's a lot. You were in such a fog that you were able to do that? Yeah, that's not foggy at all. That's pretty crystal clear. No, that's pretty like covering every base you could possibly cover. Susan said the reason that she cleaned everything up was because in her mind, Jeff wasn't really dead. And she had to clean up the house because it was dirty. That that Those bloodstains, that was dirt. She had to clean it up. Or Jeff was, quote, already going to be so angry when he came home that I had to make the house perfect so he wouldn't be angrier at me. I don't know, man. I don't either. I don't know. She said the night that she buried Jeff in the backyard, she sat up on the sofa holding the knife all night because she was afraid Jeff was going to come to and go after her the second she put her head down and went to sleep which I don't know if you've suffered years of abuse yeah maybe
1: you I'm not here to say that you wouldn't I I don't know what that feels like what that kind of terror feels like to be I don't know what it feels like to be terrified of your spouse I don't know what that is and I'm glad I don't know what that is but so I'm not going to sit here and pretend you wouldn't feel that crazy way. way to feel I I have no
0: idea. Well, so, and again, I mean, obviously, we've never murdered anybody, so no. that's a whole nother layer of this. Like, she is in a totally different place of her brain that yeah. she's never been in before. I'm not going to sit there and I say that. I can see both sides. I can see sitting here and being like, are you fucking kidding me right uh, now? Like, that's
1: bananas. Like, you're a murderer. Like, you clearly murdered this man and, like, stole mm-hmm. his money and blah, blah, blah. And then I can also see if she was, you know, I can see that it's, if it was the way she's saying it was, I can see that you would be fucked up from mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So this
0: is really one of those that you're like, fuck. If I was on this jury, I would It's all bad. Like, <laughs> if I was on the jury, I would have been like, I don't fucking know. I've, it's bad. I don't know. Like, I'm undecided. Yeah, I'm deadlocked. Well, by March 3rd, 2004, the jury did hear all the evidence for and against Susan. They had heard her testimony, and they deliberated for five hours. So, like, not super long. And they found her guilty of murder but they sentenced her to 25 years in prison, Okay, which is not a long time for murder. Because it wasn't first degree, I imagine. No, it wasn't. It just said murder. Yeah, it just so I murder. it's not like premeditation. No. Now, Susan Wright appealed her conviction two times. In 2005, the Court of Appeals upheld their conviction. But then in 2008, she reappealed, and this time there were new witnesses ready to come forward and testify. Okay. So the appeal got granted in 2009 on the basis that her original counsel was ineffective. So there's this guy named Brian Weiss. He's a lawyer. And he he was sitting in on the trial like while it was at, like the original trial. And the whole time he was like, why are like this isn't going how it should be. Yeah. Now he decided to represent Susan pro bono at the time. Oh, wow. He was like, we'll figure it out later. Isn't that funny to Weiss? Isn't that her maiden name? Uh, it's her... Or her father's name, I think. Yeah, it's her dad's uh, last name. Yeah, that's interesting. We'll talk about her dad later. Oh. I had to scroll up to find where she was. So, la, 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 Brian Weiss represented Susan. And he said, <laughs> quote, the original trial just didn't explain anything. Which, it really, it didn't. It, I mean, we saw Kelly Siegel like, have the time of her life up there. <laughs> have but, the time of her life. <laughs> you know what? Like, that was and, the performance of
1: a lifetime. And as a juror... I gotta say, like, I, if I saw what what was p- put out there in the court, mm-hmm. yeah, I couldn't say beyond... I couldn't say that she was just an, an abused woman that no. was in
0: self-defense. Like, they didn't prove that to me second, as a juror. First of all, Kelly Siegel bringing that into the oh, courtroom, yeah, like, right, right then and there, the bloody mattress and everything, I would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then hearing the number... 193? Mm-hmm. Like, that would be
1: insane. She brought a lot of visceral stuff to them that would shock them into.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Into and it sounds like the other her. side did not do enough. Well, and that's what the basis was. Yeah. And she did get granted the new trial. So I guess a lot of people agree yeah, that they that, did that. It. Now, he said there should have been a battered woman expert that was brought in to testify, and there wasn't in the original trial. And he said there were plenty of other witnesses that should have been called on and could have testified on Susan's behalf, but they were never called to testify, Hmm. which is, like, why weren't they called? Now, this was super risky to do, though, because she could have gotten more time added to her sentence. Like, she could have gotten completely let off on the other hand, or she could have gotten the same, or she could have gotten worse. Yeah, absolutely. So you're going into it's this a gamble. This is exactly a toss-up. But they felt like it was worth it. So two of the new witnesses that they planned to call to testify on Susan's behalf were a psychiatrist named Jerome Brown. And he had actually evaluated Susan um, because she was placed in a psychiatric center the week after she murdered Jeff, like when she okay. turned herself in. Um, And then there was another woman named Misty McMichael and she was ready to testify. She is actually married to Steve Mongo McMichael. I don't know if you know who that is. I The last name uh, sounds familiar. I didn't know who the fook that was, but he was on the Patriots. Oh, so okay. Maybe that's why that's why the last name is familiar McMichael. to because I probably saw it on a jersey. He was on the Patriots. He was on the Chicago Bears. I think he won the Super Bowl with them. I didn't really look like super far into it. Yeah. <laughs> and he was also on the Green Bay Packers. And then he, when he was done with uh, pro football, the NFL, he ran. Uh, Wrestled professionally. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I think they're still married. Wow. It doesn't really matter. So before Misty was married to Steve, she was actually engaged to Jeff Wright. Oh. And she had a lot to say. Discover the secret to healthy skin with Drunk Elephant's new Bora Barrier Repair Cream. This is their thickest, richest cream yet. And it's a perfect addition to your skincare routine. My skin has been ridiculously dry this winter season. Like it it was painful. I'm not even kidding you. But if your skin is dry, if you have age-related chronic dryness, or if your skin just needs a little extra love post-procedure, let me tell you, this is the cream for you. Drunk Elephant's new Bora Barrier Repair Cream is a buttery, ultra-rich lipid cream that is a heavy freaking hitter for a compromised skin barrier. It provides a replenishing blend of ceramides, lipids, natural minerals, and potent antioxidant compounds that is clinically proven to provide 24-hour moisture, reduce redness, and firm skin. Let me tell you something, I've been using this for... over a month now definitely and my skin does feel really firm actually now that I'm thinking about it and it feels so replenished because let me tell you like I said it's been so dry but not anymore thanks to the Bora Barrier Repair Cream. Discover Bora Barrier Repair Cream online or in store at Sephora or at DrunkElephant.com. She testified that at first everything was fine just like oh. it was with Susan and he was everything she could have wanted in a man but then there was a switch of like a course, complete switch always. and there was she saw this other side of him where he would get angry with her and totally just fucking explode and like lose his shit Uh, She said that he once threw her, or excuse me, not once, he threw her down a staircase on multiple occasions. Jesus. Would lock her in the apartment at night so that she couldn't, like, get out. And then one night, they got into a really bad fight because they were at a bar together in Austin, Texas. And I guess another guy, like, looked at Misty, and he felt like she looked back in, like, some kind of flirty, seductive way. And he got so mad that he picked up a glass and threw it at her face. What? Like, don't throw a glass at anybody, but you're gonna throw it at her face? Like, she didn't do anything. What the fuck? Crazy. And she said, I don't know how true this is, but she testified that there was still a piece of glass buried in her chin. What? Isn't that crazy? Holy shit. I know. Now, Jeff's dad, Ron, this is where he says a little bit of controversial things, but I have to say it. He said he doesn't believe Susan or Misty and that Misty was obsessed with Jeff, even going as far as saying that she chased Jeff until the week he died. Whoa. She was like, he said that she was not letting Jeff go. So like the fact that she was testifying this is nuts. Wow. He said that Misty was also a topless dancer and that... Because they were both dancers, they were, quote, or there was, quote, a sisterhood of the strippers, I guess.
1: Oh my God, is that a thing? I
0: don't know. That sounds awesome. It's I would love the to be involved in that of sisterhood the But that's that sounds like, cool. You can't say that. No, Ron. you
1: can't say like <laughs> no.
0: no, 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 no. Like
1: the sisterhood of the strippers who just murder men. Like that doesn't what? No, 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 wrong.
0: Uh, so Misty was like, nope. I I wasn't obsessed with your son because he was a giant asshole to me, and I'm actually married to like a fucking NFL wrestler guy <laughs> that I like, love. I'm actually. Good. I've I've moved on. Uh, but on the stand. Misty was a a little cry-cry. Uh-oh. She would get super defiant with the prosecution when she was, like, cross-examined. And at one point, the judge had the jury leave the room and was like, if you don't get your shit together, I'm going to have them strike everything that you've said from the record. Like, get it together. So she's not exactly... Yeah, she wasn't exactly... Killing it as a witness. A reliable witness. Yeah. Wow, they—he didn't the, end up having to have anything striked, but she was like this fucking close. The twists and turns in this fucking case—it's so good
1: because you're like, oh, okay, and then you're like, oh, oh. great,
0: <laughs> right, because you're like, oh, wow, like well, that's misty, a-. all right. But then you see her on the stand, and you're like, misty. and you're like, misty. They also said like that she had dabbled in drugs and stuff, but I didn't find anything too extensive yeah. about that. And I think that's what the other side always tries to do. Yeah. Now this is another twisty turny McTurn m- turn. turn. Jerome Brown, like I said, the psychiatrist that evaluated Susan when she was in that psychiatric center, he planned to tell the jury that he believed Susan that she was emotionally and physically battered for the entire time that she was married to Jeff and that but okay, so he believed that, but he wasn't able to testify in court. Like uh, Brian decided it was it decided it was a bad idea because the story that Jerome had planned to tell the jury wasn't the story that susan had gone with at her previous trial she had told a different story she told jerome that she waited until jeff was asleep to go to the kitchen and get a knife but the story that she told all her lawyers was that she woke up to him over her holding the knife knife, saying die bitch Uh uh-oh so they're like you would have been a really fucking great witness because you are a battered woman expert, but it's too risky to bring you... Because it's going to prove that she's lying. Right. Now, I don't know how prosecution didn't get wind of this guy and like be like, nope, he has to come in. Yeah. But they just... He never got to Because those are two extremely different
1: stories. That's not even like, oh, it's like a little...
0: Like, no, that would make or break. No, this the case. is literally
1: saying that you planned it. And when you change your story, you're fucked. Yeah, like you are absolutely screwed. And to say that's going from second degree murder
0: or like self defense to to first, first degree, degree murder. murder planning. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And that probably would have gotten her life if he yeah. had testified or something worse than a twenty five year sentence. Now. I guess when Susan had been evaluated, according to Jerome, she truly believed, he said, I believed it, that she thought Jeff was still alive and coming to get her. I guess she kept asking him, is that him out there? I have a feeling he's out there. Are the doors locked? Which, like, sounds a little performative to me. It does a little bit. But... Uh, again, like we said, we've never been in that position. Yeah, I've never I don't been in that position. But like I said, they were like... From an outside point of view, it seems a little performative. It definitely does. And they were like, we can't call him because this will fuck everything up. Yeah. Now, the defense, we're not the only ones with new witnesses. The prosecution had a new witness as well. Oh. And wouldn't you believe it? Another woman who dated Jeff. Oh. But she's working for the prosecution. Ooh. Now the woman testified that Jeff never laid a hand on her. Their relationship never became abusive. And she said that she actually stayed in touch with Jeff up until the point when Susan put it to an end. She said one day she called Jeff to like shoot the shit. I don't know. Which is like he's married, don't (laughs) do that. But Susan picked up the phone and screamed at her. She and the woman screamed like to like scream to uh, like imitate her and said that she screamed stop calling or I'll find you and rip your head off. Whoa. So uh, we're seeing a totally different Susan. We are. One, One that I can like I can a like, picture eh, cuz eh. I I would be a little mad if some lady was calling my husband. Yes, I, if
1: some if somebody I knew was not like his friend and was just like some girl exactly. that we were having issues with, I would definitely.
0: Well, and she's an ex. Have a problem. So, yeah. if Annie's ex called her, I'd be like, <laughs> "Hello." Oh, yeah. If John's ex called, I would probably tell her I'd rip her head off, too. Exactly. So, I can't really get on her for that. No, I can't either. <laughs> now, one of Kelly's main arguments was at the first trial was that Susan hadn't experienced abuse from her husband. She was not a battered woman at all. But she said, now that I get this is another fucking turn. I love this case, but I don't love it. But you know what I mean? But it's crazy. I do love it. So she said she's not a battered woman at all. She saw violence growing up against her mother at the hands of her father. Oh. And that's all her where her stories come from. Oh. Which is interesting because you can kind of place, like, you can kind of, like, be reliving your childhood trauma and think that it's happening now. Like oh, I could yeah. see that I happening. Mean, it's like displaced. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So she was like, that's what happened. So at the first trial, Susan's mother, Sue, testified that her husband was not abusive. But then they questioned her at the second trial, and it was a new prosecution team, tell- Kelly wasn't there. And she, Sue said, Susan's mother Sue said, Kelly knew what she was doing when she asked that particular question because at the time, Sue's husband was still alive and she said he, quote, would have beaten the hell out of her. (gasps) Yep. And she, quote, might never get up off the floor again. (gasps) So she said, she was like, Kelly Siegel, Siegel knew that I That that was going on and that my husband was still alive and there was no fucking way I could have said, yes, he hits me because he would have killed me. Holy shit. Yeah.
1: So to me, this says two things. Mm -hmm. One, that she could have seen it, that she obviously did see it it growing up. up, And that she could have used that that to put it on this new relationship. Or Mm -hmm. that she did follow the pattern of her mother, which happens a lot, that she herself got into an abusive relationship, she saw that her mother was never able to get out of it and continued to live it until that man died. Mm -hmm. And she thought the only way out of this is to kill this motherfucker.
0: Exactly. Oh, my God. Exactly. Both ways make so much sense. I can't figure this out. Now, at the second trial, she said, like, yes, I lied because I was in fear for my life because at that point her husband had died. Holy shit. So she could say. Yeah. Yeah, he beat me literally almost every day until we were married until he died. Oh my God. That is so horrific. Which is horrific, but it worked in the prosecution's favor because it made Susan's mom look like an unreliable witness. Of course it did. So it's like she lied under oath at the first trial. I mean, I would have lied under oath too if I was afraid for my life.
1: circumstances, but like, you know, but it's still...
0: It's still lying under oath. It's still perjuring yourself. Right, that's, exactly. So your are That's fucked. a big blow. Right. Now, and Susan doesn't say like, no, like that's not what happened. She told uh, Skip Hollinsworth, I think is how you say it, of Texas Monthly. I'm going to link this article that Skip wrote because it's really fucking good. Um, she said, quote, we learned to walk on eggshells. We did our best to put a smile and make everything look normal. When he got mad, we tried not to be seen. I thought that's what happened in every house. If you had told me every husband didn't yell at his wife or make her feel less than dirt, I wouldn't have believed you. Wow. So she, like you said, she grew up. She saw this her whole life. She thought that this was what marriage was. Yeah. And she got herself into the same situation. Yeah. You know. And because it, it, when see he it. started doing it, she was like, "Well, this is just what happens." And you even see it in the relationships. How I started off this whole thing. She sat there and let people put her down and would change for them mm-hmm. because she thought that you basically live to serve your man. You cater, and they they are supposed to treat you like shit, and, and they're this. in charge of you. Yeah. So, on November 20th, 2010, the jury came back with their verdict. Are you ready? I'm ready. This time, 20 years. Wow. So, she only shaved five years off the sentence. Wow. And they did, obviously, take into account the time that she'd already yeah, served. Yeah, time served. Like, obviously. Uh, when she was sentenced, she looked at Jeff's family in the courtroom and told them, quote, I'm sorry you don't have your son and your brother and your brother-in-law, and I'm sorry that the kids don't have their father. I'm sorry he's not here. Ooh. Yeah, and she, like, said it, like, barely above a whisper. Uh, She went up for parole in 2014 and was not granted parole. She went up in 2017 and was not granted parole. And then she went up for parole again in 2019 and was granted parole, as we know. So... Ah! (laughs) She was literally just let out of jail, like, what, like, two weeks ago? Not even. Oh, my lord. On the morning of December 30th, and she is under very strict supervised parole. She has to wear an ankle bracelet, and she also has to complete, like, I think it was, like, a 13-month anger management course. And she said about her kids, because she's legally barred from seeing them, and actually... Uh, Jeff's brother adopted her children. Oh, wow. So her brother-in-law is like their adoptive oh, wow. father. So All she right. is probably never going to see them again. Wow. But she said that she would, quote, do anything in the world to get them back, watch them grow, and see who they are. And It's like, don't don't do
1: anything. No. Like, that, that's a little scary. But it is a little don't, scary. Don't, like, don't say that, Susan. Like, I know. I when was like, you say Susan, anything,
0: it's like... Like, because you did murder someone, so... You did like, murder his brother. You're saying anything, so... Like, would you murder him? Don't say anything. Aye, aye, aye. Don't do that. Now, there were uh, reporters at her parents' house, and if, if you have asked me to do this case, or us to do this case, I'm sure that you have seen this. Yep. Because the reporters were outside her parents' house when she got home, and she just turned to them and said, quote, Please don't do this to my family. Please stop. Have a heart. Please. I would just like my privacy. Have a heart. Please respect that. I'm sure y'all can understand, but don't do this to my family. Even if you do it to me, don't do it to them. Please. Have a heart. Have a heart. (laughs) So, yeah, that is the fucking story of Susan Wright. I don't know what to make of it. Life's what you make it, so let's make it rock. um... I I have no idea what to make of that. I, it's hard. I think that she was a woman that snapped. I think, I I I think think she was abused. I I, think she was definitely abused. I think that she did seduce her husband. Oh, I do too. I forgot to even say about the candle wax part. She said that, uh, so Kelly, uh, Kelly's whole thing was that like you dripped it on his PP when you wanted you know, to have sexy, for time. sexy time. I'm 12. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to say that. That's, you know, but she said, uh, Susan said that. excuse me, when she was wheeling him out of the room, like, after she put him on that dolly, that she bumped into the dresser and that the candle wax spilled on him. No, I'm sorry. No. Because also that, I mean, that doesn't make a lot of sense because, like, when did you blow out that candle or else if it fell, it would have started a fire. That's in the other thing is, it's like, and how did it get in his scrotum? If he was, like, if he was standing up on the dolly. That's
1: that leap she took, she deserves an Olympic medal because yeah. that's outrageous. Yeah, she
0: definitely does. Because it's like,
1: first, you're also saying this was like the middle of the night. Yep. yep. Why were candles still going in your room in the middle of the night? And also, it's like, and if they had already gone out, that wax dries pretty quickly.
0: It's uh-huh. not going to stay there for hours. Exactly. Like it would have been done in like. And a it's like weird. It just it fell over and it just dripped only on his scrotum. Yeah, only on his scrotum. Also, I'm so fucking pissed and off right now. Because the entire time that I was saying Kelly Siegel, I was like, is that her fucking name? I thought it was Kelly Siegler. Google Docs uh, auto directed oh, to Siegel. Just FYI, her name is Kelly Siegler. I, okay, yeah. I am so... The whole time, I was like, Kelly Siegel. <laughs> like, that's oh. why I started calling her Kelly, because I was like, wait a <laughs> second, Google Docs, you really just fucked me up. It can fuck you up sometimes. I'm really sorry about that. No, that's fine. At least you know.
1: It's Kelly Siegler.
0: Yeah, I was so confused.
1: Um, no, it's... And when you're, when you put someone on a dolly, they're basically, like, standing up. Yeah,
0: like, I'm sure he was, like, a little slumped over, but, like,
1: his legs weren't spread. He tied him to the dolly. Right. So it's, like, no, it
0: didn't just fall on his scrotum. Like, that is, that's outrageous. It is outrageous. Like, it's outrageous, and Kelly Siegler knew it. She was, like, Kelly Siegler called the whole thing. I 100% believe that she was, like, let's get freaky. Yeah, I
1: think Susan definitely was abused. Yes. She was ready to end it all. Yep. She planned it. Yep. And I think she got, she was like, let's get freaky. Got him in a really vulnerable position.
0: Which and was stabbed the hell out of him. I don't want to say smart, but it was smart in that like conniving way. It was smart for a murderer. Exactly. Like, it was murderous <laughs> yeah. murderous smarts. But then she wasn't smart at all. At all. And I have to say, I do think what made her snap was seeing it happen to her kid. Because yeah, I could see that. CPS also got involved after um everything happened cuz she's like saying they that she was abused. Yeah. So they asked Bradley oh, yeah. like do you remember like ever seeing your mom get hit and he said no. He said he had never seen her like get hit. That's interesting. Right. That is very interesting. Cuz a 4-year-old is very aware. Mhm. But then you're like
1: maybe he wasn't around when she got hit? Like But like when is a 4-year-old not around? Yeah, well that's That's the, the thing. other thing. It's like only at night when mm-hmm. he's sleeping. Exactly. And I don't think that Jeff was waiting only until nighttime. Like, no. I don't think
0: he's holding in all his rage all no. day and then just like letting in fact, it out. I actually meant to include this. I just pulled it up really quick. So um, he was... Interviewed by Child Protective Services when he was four, Um, and I guess the court didn't allow the video to be shown, but he's, like, coloring in the video. Oh. And I got... This is from abc13.com. The interviewer says, have you ever seen your dad hit your mom? He says, no. Did you ever see bruises on your mom? She has some on her legs. How did she get them? I don't know.
1: I mean, I have bruises on my legs all the time. (laughs) I literally,
0: like, look at a corner, and I'm like, oh, bruised. Yeah, exactly. So. So... I don't know. That's interesting.
1: It definitely is. I'm I, it's, it doesn't totally negate anything. It just is it's an interesting little tidbit. It's definitely an, an interesting tidbit. I feel like every time I lean some way,
0: something else sways me the other way. It's like, holy that's shit. The, that is the thing about this case, and that's why I love cases like this, because you're like, oh yeah, like, I'm writing this for yeah. Susan. Like, justice for my girl, Sue. And then you're like, Sue, what the fuck? Justice for my boy, Jeff Wright. And then you're like, Jeff Wright, what the fuck? Like, and God then, damn it. And then you're like, Susan, what the fuck? Bradley. And then Bradley all. Oh. And then you're like, Susan, don't say you do anything. And then you're like, Sue, yeah. I'm so sorry that you had to lie on oath and because of what happened to you. But, like, yeah. why did you lie on oath, sister? Oh, it's this is a lot. Yeah, I wrote this shit with furious fingers. I'm very interested to see what everybody
1: else thinks, because I assume everyone probably has a different Opinion, view of yeah. this, because I can't even land on one, so... I'm sure people go back and forth a lot with it. I definitely can't land on one. I,
0: I, I'm nebulous here. So. I have to say, I don't think that she would commit a crime, a crime again. Like I mur- I don't think she would murder somebody again. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I mean, unless she got, in, like, I wonder an if she got into a
1: similar situation, she would do it again. Well, that's the, that's
0: the problem. And like you said, like so, that's a little. So I think the whole thing is that she kind of found somebody like her dad. Yeah, exactly. But I do wonder if it's like that's might be her type. She's going for people like her dad, and then she's just gonna get, take him out. I know. Well, the parole board must have not thought that this was going to happen again, so let's hope they're right. I mean, let's hope. So, yeah, guys, uh, that was the case of Susan Wright. I am so happy that I got to cover it, because so many people were asking, and I was like, oh my god, I did it. That was a crazy one. It was. Wow. Uh, If you would like to see our Instagram photos, I can post some at Morbid Podcast. (laughs) At Instagram. Instagram. I don't know. Uh, Morbid Podcast. And then Twitter at Amorbid Podcast. You can send us a Gmail. Morbidpodcast at gmail.com. That's where Listener Tales go with the subject uh, line of Listener Tales. I've had a couple messages lately asking yeah, me. Definitely send it to the Gmail. Make yep. sure you title it Listener Tales. It's the best way that we'll be able to see it. And guys, we hope you keep listening. And we hope you keep it weird. weird. But not so weird that you're just like so confused about how you feel about this case and you just can't land on one suspect. Well, not suspect. Well, like We all know who done it. But, you know, I just don't know what the happened. Motive. Motive. <laughs> modus operandi.
1: Uh-huh. Hi.
0: Follow Morbid on the Wondery app, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to episodes early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey.
1: If you're listening to this podcast,
0: then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's true, then you're in luck.